Welcome to the Wow Marriage Podcast. In our marriage, we had a blast in the whoa, this is awesome phase, struggled and endured through the what was I thinking phase, and fought hard to get to the wow marriage we have today. It's our goal to share with you some practical tools, biblical principles, and help you reach the wow marriage and stay there. So buckle up, get ready. It's going to be a great ride. Now let's get going. Welcome everybody once again in this your show, your podcast, Make It Your Own, The Wow Marriage. We are so thankful to be once again here to encourage you guys to keep fighting the good fight of faith for your marriage and to let you guys know that there's still hope in your relationship. And guess what, baby? What we are celebrating. Tell me. We just went over a year. On last uh, Thursday, the 10th of February, it was one year since our first podcast, and we are just so grateful and excited that we've made it this far, and that those of you out there that are still listening and sticking with us, thank you so much for your support. We have received um, some feedback. We have received information, and you know, I just thought, matter of fact, the other day at uh, at, at church, I, I bumped into a, a guy who had just started coming to the church, he and his wife, and I went in there to introduce myself and shook his hand, and he said, hey, man, I said, I feel like I already know you. And kind of <laughs> got does. me kind of got me yeah. surprised. And I'm he like, does. We share our intimacy yeah, here, so I, we I, are sharing yeah, our I, life. I put a look on my face, Everybody and he was like, yeah, uh-huh. I listened to your podcast. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, well, praise the Lord. So, you know, he's listened to his podcast, and he started coming to church, and he's bringing his wife. So, you know what? Hey, stay faithful and stay committed because, you know, like we said before, if God can fix us, he can fix anybody. Amen. Oh, that's for sure. That's Amen. for sure. We are so excited. And to God be all the glory. And also shout out to our partners. Yes. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Chris and Lisa, thank you so much for partnering with us. And we're partnering with you. And congratulations on uh, your one-year anniversary with the Wild Marriage as well. Um, we just want to keep encouraging you. And I tell you, it is a great delight and honor, you know, and honor to work with you. And you know what else we're celebrating? Well, it's not really a celebration, but what's happening tomorrow? What's happening tomorrow? Tomorrow is our marriage conference. Oh, yes, that's right. I forgot. <laughs> we, we've been preparing all year for this. Our first marriage, marriage conference, conference where yes, we're going to be ministering, be encouraging, and declaring the goodness of the Lord over the marriages in our church and whoever's coming to um to. To part, be to part participate, of the, yeah, to be part of the conference. Be prepared for a power pack yes. uh, information session. Yes. It's not a show. No, it's, it's a not. a power pack information oh. session on how you can take all these principles and apply them to your life and make your marriage the wild marriage. The wild and marriage. And now with right? that, what we're going to talk about today, today is... is what is right with your relationship. Exactly. What is right with your relationship? That may sound weird because people often think about or they often make statements like, what's wrong with your relationship? Oh, yeah. What's wrong with your husband? Like or what's when you wrong see somebody in the street, you're like, oh, are you okay? Yeah, what is what, wrong? wrong? Well, how about we start as a Christian? What is See, right? What is right? Let's give God the glory. Exactly. What? Because I know there's always going to be trials and tribulation, Amen. but God is always yes. doing something good. always good. doing something. There's many, many other, like, I like this thing that is, that might sound a cliche, but it's true. Count your blessings. Count your blessings. You know, yes. the foundation for blessings is thanksgiving. A heart full of thanksgiving, God will continue to pour it out. I like to um, 
not go to the scripture, but remember the Israelites? Mm-hmm. What happened just before they sinned against God? Oh, they were complaining. Yeah. They were complaining. They were yes. complaining. So if we can say the the foundation of our faith is the promises of God and Thanksgiving. Live by the promises of and God. And it is. You know, things in the world are going to happen, but if we count the blessings, you know, we're counting the blessings. Everything that we go through, I am thankful to God that we made it this far. In September, 32 years. Woo-hoo. Say That's unheard of nowadays. That's right. And it's not us. We just thank it's, God for it. Yeah, because it's a miracle in itself. Yeah, oh, yes, it is. Because she was, oh, I'll tell you our secret later. Okay, but, yeah. You know <laughs> and you know what, honey? I know this, um, this program is specific for... A marriage couple, marriage, yes. but it applies to your all relationships. Yes, take it to any relationship. You know, relationship. the word of God tells us, come with thanksgiving to his courtyard. Come into his presence with, with thanksgiving. Yes. You know, and that's, and that's how it prepares us or put us in a place that we can receive the best from God. Right. You know, if you have a child, if I was complaining and not appreciating what you already done, how excited are you to give him more stuff? Exactly. Exactly. But see, you know what? That that was good. But then you know what is better than that is God. Because even when we don't show him the appreciation and the oh, honor and respect that yeah. he is due, he is always there ready and willing to bless us. But we cannot discount that. We cannot take that for granted. But you see, the more we honor and worship and stretch and have our faith in God, the more things will happen for us. And that is talking about your marital relationships. What is right with your relationship? Mm-hmm. Stop counting the wrong. What do you have? You still have love. Hey, you're still breathing. You still have a commitment <laughs> yeah, to it. You still I, have communication. And this is something we leave ourselves. I remember complaining to God. Oh, we got nothing in common. We got all these issues. We can't even communicate. Everything's turned to an argument. We cannot agree on how to spend the morning. We cannot agree on, negative, on how to raise negative, the children. Negative. negative. Yes. And I kept coming to God with this thing, complaining. And, you know, complaining can lead us to three things. Mm-hmm. Discouragement. Yes. Sin. Mm-hmm. And idolatry. Yes, again. Yes, because, again. And those are the, the examples that the Word of God tells us with the Israelites. What mm-hmm. happened when they started complaining? They start turning their back in disobedience Mm -hmm. because God is not doing nothing for me. And I feel like my husband is not paying me no attention. So now I'm going to flirt. Yes. I'm concentrating on what he's not doing. And what we do is I remember God told me, will you change your way of praying for him? Hmm. Thank me for him. Thank me for he's a good provider. Find, find, um, Things to to pray and give me the glory on. Find what's right. And you yes. know what happened? Healing. Healing. We thanksgiving yes. brings healing. He did the same thing with my relationship with my dad. I used to complain like he was never there. I yes. never really had a father. Mm-hmm. And God got me like start thanking me for your dad. I'm like start. Thanking what did me he for, do for me? That's what I said. It doesn't matter. And he said he told me purposely <laughs> yes. think about just those small things that your dad did for you. Mm-hmm. And I did. And you know what? I was healed. You were healed. I was healed from all the pain of rejection from my father. Mm-hmm. And it applies to, like we said, to every relationship. Thanksgiving brings healing. Right. And and speaking of that, you know, another point that we're not we're not giving you one, two, three. We're just we're just talking and, and sharing with you today. But you know, you have to look at uh, when we're talking about what's right in your relationship, you have to ask this question, you know, ask yourself the question. So who's willing to stand in the gap? Okay? 
Who's willing to stand in the gap? Who's willing to take that step to humble themselves and to submit to help the relationship go forward? Well, when both of us complain, Connie, nobody wants to bring forth the effort mm -hmm. because we think it, if he's not doing it, why would I do it? Exactly. And I be, we've exactly. been there. We've been there. Who is going to be the first one to take the first step the first to repent? Step to who is going to be the one who going to declare the healing over mm -hmm. the marriage, declaring that we are more than a conqueror? Who is willing? Yeah. Because the discouragement, I remember what we say, complaining brings discouragement. So because you're discouraged, now you don't want to pray mm -hmm. for your marriage. Yeah. And, and really, what the Word of God tells us about this? We have to. He's I looking mean, for someone. Who You know, who's going to do it? Well, I'll do it if she does it. Well, I'll do it if he does it. But no, Ezekiel twenty-two thirty says, I looked for someone among them who would build up the wall and stand before me in the gap on behalf of the land so that I would not have to destroy it. But I found no one. Oftentimes, that's how it is in marital relationship or in marriages. There's no one to stand in the gap because everyone is thinking about, you know, selfishness. They're thinking about, you know, well, um, men, for example, you know, I'll love when she submits and the woman, you know, I'll submit when he loves. Well, who's going to stand in the gap? Who's going to take the first who's step Who's going to do faith? the right thing? Who's going to step up and be the adult in the relationship and do the right thing? You know, adults, you know, proper, properly living, we don't do what we want to do. We do what's right. So for every other area, for, except we don't want to do For every marriage. other area except for marriage, we, we yes. Go to so work, always want to point the finger. We go to work. Uh, we cook for our children. We don't mm -hmm. feel like it. Uh, yes. Even our children make us really upset. We still want to give them a hug and <laughs> show in love. Yes. But when it comes to our spouse, uh, that's when we draw the line. Yeah. It's sad, mm -hmm. though. It's sad. Because I, of familiarity. Familiarity or yes. lack of appreciation. Yeah, lack appreciate. of thanksgiving. You know how many people, we have so many issues. But how many people be like, if I had a husband, I would believe for him to to treat me better. Mm -hmm. I would believe for him to get a better job. If I just had a husband, but I'm single, I'm alone, I feel lonely. But we have a husband. We have we have a wife. And the, we have somebody who's there for us, who, who we have experienced life with them. And, and we're trying to build this uh, commitment, this home together. But we're no longer thankful to God. I mean, God, thank you that you gave me a husband. Thank you, that because I have a husband, now I have experience having children. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Father, that even though he is imperfect, I like this or that or the other about him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe he doesn't like to work, but I'm going to be a cheerleader to encourage, baby, you can do all, honey. You are created for better than this. I'm glad the way you took out the trash. To whatever, we got to yeah, look things, for you know? area, look for something to exactly, be thankful. Exactly, so you're thankful that you have a husband. I'm thankful that I have a wife. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, um, I tell you what, Maria, you are really and truly the Proverbs 31 woman. Oh, honey. You know, keep, I mean, I, keep talking I, really, to me. <laughs> I really appreciate you. I mean, just to sit and to be with you, um, that's great. And I tell you, through all that we've been through, just for us to be able to sit in a calm atmosphere and to just, you know, cuddle or hug or, or, or just sit and be silent and just, you know, wrapped in each other's arms. You know, I appreciate that. I appreciate their encouragement. I appreciate everything that you do and that you have done because, you know, it built me up. It gave me a sense of accomplishment and work 
you know, when I felt that I was down and out and couldn't do anything, you know, you were still there encouraging me and building me up and look at where we are today. And it's sad that when some, I'm not saying most or all, but when some marriages go through these issues, they don't have that. The man doesn't have that Proverbs 31 woman to build him up, even though he's making mistakes, mm-hmm. you know, and then she constantly, he's making mistakes. And then the wife is constantly beating him down him and out. he's making mistakes and she's constantly beating him or down vice versa. or vice versa, mm-hmm. you know, and he just doesn't want to do anything. So in that situation, other things happen and we get into this. Yeah. You know, a lot of times we also say, well, if it wasn't like this, I would not be like that. So who is causing us to say? Yeah, At who, the end of the day, who is causing you to say? Are you blaming your spouse mm-hmm. for your lack of self-control? Are you blaming your spouse for not doing the right thing? How is that going to fly when we go before Jesus Christ? Oh, it won't because he, he's <laughs> going to ask you, why did you do this? And you can't you can't say because my wife did. And, and Jesus is going to say, well, I'm dealing with you now. I'll deal with your wife when she gets here. So, I mean, yeah. we can't do that. But, okay, okay, let's look at James. Let's look at James first. Okay, okay? Go ahead. James 1.14. He says, But each one is tempted when he is carried away by his own lust. Then when the lust has conceived, it gives birth to sin. So that lust, you know, you know, it could be anything. It may not just be the lust of another woman. It's all-encompassing. It's the pride of life. You know, it's selfishness. You know, it's everything that is contrary to the word of God that you can get into that you start feeding it. Mm-hmm. You start feeding it and then it grows roots and then it comes out and then it goes, it goes into sin. You know, it's, it's like, it's like going over an argument in your mind. You know, when my wife or my husband comes home, you know, say, I wish, I, I wish he would. I wish she would, you know, and, but and, sometimes and, we and do do that. when, when yeah. she comes in the door. And, and she's going to say this, and then I'm going to say that, and she's going to say this, and you're going over a battlefield in your mind, you know, that may not even happen, but it may happen because you will cause it, because when the wife comes in or the husband comes in, you're already agitated and built up because you laid the foundation for this argument that may have not even taken place if you had not been selfish. If you had not given that that temptation over to the lust and given birth to sin, because you had to feed it to make it become sin. Well, the reasons why, honey, we be just like you say, being selfish is that we only worry about how we felt, how did this hurt us? Mm-hmm. Whenever we have a disagreement, how he make us feel, instead of worry, how can I be a better wife to help him? Or, what, or husband to help yes. her overcome this uh, area where they need to grow in Christ. Mm-hmm. It's plain selfishness. In, yeah. in, in the Bible tells us in Philippians 2, 3, do not, do not do anything out of selfish or empty, conceited ambition. Where are we going to reap? You know, a lot of times we think, oh, I give him back. And it turns oh, yeah, into a war zone. You know him. what? As you destroy her. him, or are you destroying a co-worker? you destroying yourself. You will not. We just need to repent and ask God to help us with this area in our life. Because Living a life of repentance. Yes. yes. In, we've yes. all been there. I've been there. But God has shown me, Maria, the only person you hurt in the most is not the one you blow out to or your husband. You hurt in mm. the most about is 
You're blocking my blessings. Yep. You're hurting, hurting the most yourself yeah. whenever we keep complaining about the different type of relationship. It may be your mother, your parents, your whatever that relationship may be. The only one who's getting the worst part of this when you complain is yourself. Is, yes, exactly. Exactly. And, you know, when you get into that complaining, you know, just, just like Maria was saying, you know, you're looking at, it, it's a relationship, okay? You're looking at how things affect you in the relationship, what's happening in the relationship, what you don't like or what you do like. But oftentimes, people focus on, you know, the bad stuff. Now, remember, we're talking about what's right with your relationship, okay? Mm -hmm. So all the stuff we're telling you are things that can hinder you looking at what is right with your relationship, you know, seek out the goodness. You know, things may be going bad. You know, I mean, count your blessings. It may not be something in the marriage. It may be, you know, the job. Well, we're going through this issue, but I have a job. You know, if the wife is not working and you're having financial issues and then the wife has to work, you know, hey, don't be sad or mad about that. Be excited about her having the opportunity to go to work to help you get out or to help the family get out of the situation. It's and we're talking about relationships. Yeah, sometimes um, the very thing that you ask God to bless you with, then you start complaining you start about compla God blessing. The Israelites? The Israelites, you know, he, they wanted to get out of Egypt. They wanted to um, to get out of the bondage that they mm -hmm. were in Egypt. And then once they were out, oh, but we don't have this and that. And they think Egypt was better. Mm -hmm. Oh, let's say, for example, you think... Your ex-girlfriend or ex-boyfriend was bad in that area. Mm -hmm. Or you think your other job didn't do this. Or whatever. They, oh, your mom and dad and your in-laws at least are better than this. Stop comparing. Yes. Mm -hmm. We need to stop comparing and understand that God has a purpose for every relationship that comes in our way. To help right. us grow. To also to show us ourselves our selfish ways to show us in the areas that we are missing it and we need his grace and mercy and walk just like Jesus Christ walk with forgiveness. How did Jesus, the very people, how did Jesus act? The very people who was crucifying him, he was praying for them. He Forgive them, for them, Father, mm -hmm. for they do not know what they're doing. Right. A lot of times we, we, we need to see things as, you know, how, how, um, how we can show mercy in every relationship, mm -hmm. right? And how we can apply the so-called Christianity that we say we are. Mm -hmm. But nevertheless, we are willing to apply in many relationships. But the most important relationship that you mm -hmm. will have besides your relationship with Jesus Christ is your spouse, your husband. No one knows you in intimacy as he or she does. Yeah, and you know, um, those are... That's the important relationship, you know, but, you know, there's one question, you know, that I would like to ask, you know, which relationship affects you the most? Which relationship affects you the most? All of them, you know, all of them, because every relationship you have at that moment in the relationship that has the greatest effect on you. You know, when you're at work, that relationship with your boss has that effect on you because you're there in that moment. Mm -hmm. When you're with your children, that relationship has an effect on you because you're there in that moment. When you're with your wife or your husband, you know, that relationship 
affects you because you are there in that moment. But see, the problem is, is when these lingering effects in the relationship cause you to be carnal and cause you to be fleshly and it carries over and affects other relationships. Okay. And go ahead. You know, do you, do you believe sometimes we think the love is only expressed by between a man and a wife because they hug each other mm -hmm. or because they're having sex? Love is deeper than that. Mm -hmm. Love is serving one another as well. Love is giving mercy to one another. Love is giving grace. A lot of times we need to check our heart. Could could it be me here thinking about this scenario? Could it be that we are capable of loving and having mercy on this relationship because we ourselves don't love ourselves? That we do complain. Sometimes whatever we feel in the inside, that's mm -hmm. what we pour out. Because right. we cannot give something we you do can, not can have. You can't give something you don't have. And it's like, you know, in Galatians 5.10, it says the whole law concerning human relationships is compiled in one of the precepts. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. So when you love yourself, you know, you want people to love you. When you love yourself, you want the grace. You want the mercy. You know, you want to see the good in every situation. You want to place value on that relationship. You know, you want to be submitting one to another because it's the most important thing to do. So now, in order to do that, you have to consider the most important person in any relationship. Okay? You are the most important person in every relationship. Well... But you know, when somebody hear that, they'd be like, "Well, that would be selfish." Mm -hmm. yeah, Which be selfish. is, but it, it's it not, sounds selfish. It sounds selfish, but I tell you why it makes completely sense to me because we leave it. Mm -hmm. It means that I'm not in control of anybody out there. If you're gonna wait for your husband to act some type of way mm -hmm. so you can be thankful for him, you're gonna wait there for a long you're time. You're gonna wait there for a long time. Or your children, or your job. So the only one who's in control of me is. Me exactly, and I change the atmosphere. We supposed to be the thermostat in you. every relationship. Right. And you know, you're looking at uh, when I'm saying the most important person in relationship is you. You don't look at these scriptures in First Samuel 30 and six. It says David encouraged himself in the Lord. Yeah, okay. because a lot of times we waiting for somebody yes, to. When he was down <laughs> and out, and he thought he was at the end of his rope, you know, he went to a solitary place, you know, he went and got by himself and he prayed and he encouraged himself in the Lord and it revived him and it gave him that strength and it gave him that hope to get back out in front of the people so he can do his job, you know, and in Psalms 42 11, it says, why are you cast down O my soul? Hope in God. How can you, you know, help someone out if you're in a constant fit or a constant state of depression, anxiety, worthlessness, you know, hopelessness, what is that going to do to help someone else? Okay. Well, just like hope, you say earlier. Hope in God. Mm -hmm. Hope in God. Just like you say earlier, you give what you have received. I remember when the Apostle Paul was a silver and gold, I do not have. But what I have, yes, I freely give it I to you. I freely give. So mm -hmm. we have to speak to ourselves. Hey, what's wrong with me? Why am I complaining about my husband so much? You got to talk to yourself just like David did. Why are you casting down on mm -hmm. my soul? Hoping God. Hoping yeah. God. And then ask God, Father, I repent. Yeah, I'm doing it again. Yes, exactly. Complaining about this mm -hmm. or that, my job, my car, Everything. my children, my cat, my dog. It don't matter. Mm -hmm. We want to be blessed by God. Let's see what is right 
in our life? Exactly. What is right with your relationship with um, including what's right in your relationship, in relationship with, with God. God? Right. So you know, take the time. You know, we 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 pretty much gave you a, a lot today, but you know, what's right in your relationship? Find out by taking and spending time with God. Yeah. Get in prayer. Encourage yourself. Find scriptures that will help you out in each and every situation that you were in. You know, pray and ask God for strength. Thank him for his grace and mercy and for his love. And then you share that with other people. And, you know, I'm going to leave you with this one scripture. It's in Romans uh, 15, 13. It says, Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So we encourage you with that as we sign off today. And we say, may the Lord bless you and keep you and make his face to shine upon you and give you peace. Have a blessed day. Thanks for listening to the Wow Marriage Podcast. We pray that the experiences shared today will not only bless you, but inspire you to have your very own Wow Marriage. To stay connected, please be sure to subscribe to this channel and also visit our website at thewowmarriage.com to watch this podcast and others in video. We call you blessed in Jesus' name.